Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. That was a fantastic uh, worship set, a great choice of music too. Uh, I, I just love uh, that song, uh, Whom Have I in Heaven? It's so beautiful, and of course, we choose the fear of the Lord is, is one of my favorite scriptures. I think it's so pivotal and foundational for our lives. Uh, choosing the fear of the Lord uh, is the beginning of wisdom and, and understanding, and, uh, and, and it's a humility of God, knowing that, that He is God and we are not, uh, and, and we need him and our lives. That's what choosing the fear of the Lord is all about. And, and so thank you, musicians. That was really uh, beautiful and, and powerful. Yeah, praise God. That's right, Steve. Thank you so much. Uh, and, and we're going to be digging into the Word now some. Uh, and if you want to turn ahead, I'm going to start in 1 Kings chapter 17. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to start off talking today a little bit about Eliyahu Hanavi. Eliyahu Hanavi. I'm not going to do the whole thing. But uh, Eliyahu Hanavi, we, we're coming up on Passover, but uh, Elijah the prophet, right? Uh, and he had, was a voice in the desert, as we know, that proclaimed the truth of the Lord. Now, we all know well, uh, the Caswells have actually been with me in Israel on Mount Carmel. Remember that being on Mount Carmel? There's nothing, nothing like it. Mark was there with me there too. Uh, Ines, a few of you were, were there uh, in Israel. Uh, and Mount Carmel, there's just nothing like it. It's an amazing place to be. You know the story of Eliyahu Hanavi, Elijah the prophet, uh, what happened when he was fighting the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. Uh, or Mount Carmel. It was an amazing story, uh, beautiful. I'm going to be, uh, please God, we're going to be hopefully one of the, the first major groups in um, uh, in October. We're going to be doing a tour to Israel, so if you're interested, I've got more announcements about that coming up in the next week, I think. I'm going to be, uh, I think we have our brochure and, and website ready and such, and uh, and so that'll be, boy, that'll be a great way to get out of, of uh, the pandemic isolation that we've been in. Come with me to Israel. Woo, boy, that'd be something else. Anyway, uh, but what brought Elijah there? We all know the story of Elijah, or many of us know the story of the, uh, Elijah fighting the prophets of Baal. Fire came down from heaven. It was an amazing moment, no doubt. But what brought Elijah there in the first place? Well, it's kind of like the back part of the story, which oftentimes is as interesting as the story itself. Well, if we, we know, of course, that the northern kingdom of Israel was ruled at that time by evil king Ahab. Right? And, and, and he had done some really bad stuff, y'all. He had slaughtered the prophets of God and instead elevated the prophets of Baal or Baal, right? Baal, the, the evil pagan God uh, that really just represents Hasatan himself, right? God was not pleased 
at all. So what did he do? He sent Elijah to make himself known. But this is before we get to the whole battle of the prophets on who was the real prophet and who was the real God on Mount Carmel. This is, in fact, years earlier, God started setting, he was setting it up. He was setting up everything that happened on Mount Carmel. And in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, he sent Elijah to, to, to kind of throw it down here. Verse 1, now Elijah the Tishbite, one of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, who was king of Israel at the time, here's what Elijah said, as Adonai, God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, there shall be no dew or rain these years except at my word. Whew! <laughs> that's, we would say that's moxie. That's some serious moxie, my friends. If you don't know what moxie is, ask your Jewish friend. Okay, but, but man, that is, that is some serious. Whoop, boy, this, this guy has got the chutzpah, right? He says, it's not going to rain until I say it's going to rain. And he says, for years, at Elijah's word, there was no rain. Man, Elijah was something else. God was calling the people of Israel to acknowledge that he was God. So, so what happened? There was no rain, of course. Elijah had prayed to God and there was no rain. And three and a half years pass. Now, I didn't say days or weeks or months. Three and a half years pass and there's no rain. There's massive drought all over Israel. And, uh, and Israel was a disaster at this point. We know that it was an absolute disaster in the land of Israel. But God was orchestrating to show himself as the true God, not Baal, right? Not, not Baal, if you will. Okay, so finally, after three and a half years of this drought, it was at that time that Elijah called for the prophets of Baal to face him on Mount Carmel. And there, of course, if you know the story, he defeated the prophets of Baal, demonstrating that Adonai is God, called down the fire from heaven. You know the whole story uh, in that scene of that moment. And, and it, was, it was right then at that moment, there on the mountain, right after he had defeated the prophets of Baal, after this three and a half years of drought that he said would come because, because he said, it's not going to come, right now it's not going to come again until I say it's going to come. And it was at that moment, after he defeats Baal and, and these false gods, that, that he further compounds his, the victory of the God of Israel the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, by what? He prays for rain to return. Let the rain come back. Let's go the next chapter, 1 Kings chapter 18, starting in verse 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, this is still on the mountain here after the defeat of the, uh, of, of the, the prophets of Baal. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there's the sound of rain. Ooh, he spoke it. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, but Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. He was getting ready to pray, y'all. Crouched on the ground, put his face between his knees. And so uh, Elijah then prayed for rain, and the rain came after a three-and-a-half-year drought. It's pretty remarkable. It's funny because we always look, whenever we think about Elijah and, and the story of Mount Carmel, and, and, and I say we. I'm not looking at somebody else. I know for me, I always look at, it, at that part of the story as a huge miracle, and it is a huge miracle. Are you kidding? How the fire came down. If the, chapter 18, feel free to read it. It's just amazing 
how, how God used in a supernatural way and came and, and appeared and, and beat the prophets of Baal in this, uh, in this contest, really. It is a great miracle, but it's, a, but, but it's also interesting. Praying for it not to rain and it not raining for three and a half years, followed by praying for rain and then it coming, that's pretty impressive also, isn't it? You know, I mean, that's, that's a pretty remarkable miracle as well. I mean, it, we always focus on the one, but the other miracle is pretty amazing too. And to say the least, there was great power in the prayer of Eliyahu. There was great power in this guy's prayer. Man, when this guy spoke and when he talked to God, whoo, he, he, he like had the hotline. He had God's cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> it's deep in the Hebrew. If, if, if you're not a Hebrew expert, you wouldn't see it. But Elijah, he could he talked to God personal, personal, sometimes to text him. It was unbelievable. But you know, friends, it's interesting because as much as I joke about that, that's a little bit about what prayer is like and how important prayer is, is it's communicating with the king of the universe who, who for some honestly strange reason actually listens to us. <laughs> I mean the creator of the universe, golly, it's, 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 it's a little bit ridiculous that he'd even listen to us. Who are we? We're nothing. And yet he does. See, my friends, prayer is so important. You can't, un, you can't overestimate how important prayer is. There is so much that we have to be in prayer for, too. Am I right, Sue? She's one of our prayer team leaders. I told her before the message, you're gonna be happy about this. You're gonna, you're gonna love this message. I told her before. Uh, listen, there's so much that we have to be in prayer for. Gosh, so many things. And we actually have that lifeline. I was flipping on YouTube the other day and I saw the, the one where the guy won a million dollars on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? You know, that, that uh, show, that old show. And, uh, you know, they, they, they call a friend. It's a lifeline. They call it a lifeline. You can call a friend, right? It's amazing that we have this opportunity, not just once on a game show, but anytime we want, we can call not just a friend or, or call somebody who can help us win a few bucks. We can, we can call the creator of the universe. It's, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. And, and, and we can pray. There's so many things that are important to pray for. One of the things... Important things that we can pray for is healing, healing. You know, listen, God does not always heal on our timing. <laughs> That's you know, painfully aware at times. And at some point, listen, everybody dies. I mean, should the Lord tarry, everybody dies. That said, of course, uh, uh, Elijah may disagree with that, but you, you understand the point here. That said, God offers us the opportunity to pray for healing. He offers us the opportunity and tells us that we should ask for prayer for healing for ourselves and for others. We should pray for healing. And prayer is powerful, my friends, very powerful. Healing in lots of different ways, too. Not, not just a, a physical healing of, of infirmity, that as well, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. James, the book of Yaakov, the book of James, please, chapter 5. Turn with me if you're watching for a moment, or uh, in a remarkable uh, exercise in technology, it will appear before you below me now. James 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Ooh, if you're just suffering, pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? 
let him call for the elders of Messiah's community and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Well, what, what a power-packed portion of scripture, right? In the book of Yaakov, James. If, are, are you suffering? Are you just suffering? Pray, God says, pray if you're suffering. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where I've suffered. You gotta pray. That should be our first inclination. There's so many people who are suffering needlessly, suffering both in mind and in body, and God tells us that we should pray. And, and we suffer in so many different ways. It, it's, it's so true that what we need is prayer. I remember this past year, there was, there was a time where, where Tiffany and I were really going through it. Man, it was, it, it was uh, an, an emotional time. Something had come up uh, regarding uh, my mom and some memories and, and some things, and we were at a place, and, uh, and it was just very emotional. You, you know, sometimes when, when something will just come up that you don't know is coming emotionally, and, and it, sometimes, it, you know, it can just... Uh, when you, when you don't expect it, and Tiffany and I were, were in a spot last year where just, man, we were just kind of messed up a little bit, and, uh, and there our son just came and lifted up a comforting prayer over us, and it gave, it gave me much peace. It gave uh, Tiffany and I both much peace, and the, this prayer, and it was like, wow, uh, and, and praise God, man, pray for our young people. Not all young people are kind of off the deep end. Uh, I've, I'm very thankful for, for my kids, one of which is serving today uh, in our service in the technical room, and the, and the Rebison is also serving downstairs in the technical room. But, but, but he just prayed this strong prayer, and, and it was in a moment of just vulnerability for me, Sue, and, uh, and the Lord just kind of spoke and peace came in. It came in the room, and our whole family, all four of us were there, and peace just came in. It was such a beautiful thing, and it was so meaningful to me. And if you're suffering, pray. Man, we were suffering, but prayer, and that prayer helped. That, that made a difference for us. Are you suffering? Pray. Will God always take it away? No! <laughs> he does not always take it away. The thorn in Paul's side remained. But God will at least give you the strength to make it through it. He'll give you the strength to make it through it. The key here is that you pray today. You gotta pray today. Don't wait. Don't wait. So many people don't pray. And why? Well, you know, I've, I'm sure that God knows already. Of course he knows. But if he said to pray, then, then be obedient to him. Don't be like, name it and question it. Dunk. <laughs> okay, if you understood the reference. Dunk. Get in the, dunk in the water, so to speak. He, he wants you to pray. Pray. If you're suffering, don't wait and give up. Don't put it off till next year. Don't think that it's not important enough. It is important enough. If you're suffering, pray. Suffering in any way, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it is. You're having a hard time. You're battling depression. You're suffering. A lot of people are feeling depressed and just kind of like out of it with all this isolation with COVID. A lot of people are hurting in that way and just feel disconnected to life and, and maybe God. Yeah, you're suffering. Pray. 
Pray, the Lord's going to touch you. He'll give you something. He'll give you a peace. He'll give you the strength to make it through it. Similarly, if you are sick, I'm talking about physically sick, pray and ask for prayer, the prayer of faith. My dad used to tell the story. I remember when he was preaching, he used to tell the story. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's, this is actually funny. It just, it just dawned on me. I remember when I was a teenager and when I was a kid and, and, and my father was the rabbi here and, and when he would tell a story with me and it'd be like, oh boy, what's he gonna say? Yikes. And, and, and I'm about to recount a story he told about me, although I was young at the time, but, but the irony of it is I just told a story about my own son. And so it's like, you know, in any case, he used to tell this story when I was a kid, very young, like, uh, I don't know, seven years old or so. I'm not exactly sure. My mom had uh, very bad migraines for a certain season in her life. And, uh, and she was having a very, very bad migraine. And they would say, well, take the medicine and take the pain pills and do this and lay down and put your feet up and da-da-da-da and, and, you know, and close your eyes and put the ice pack on and da-da-da. Okay, all these things, they were going through those. And, and she was just in a lot of pain. And, and as my dad tells a story, I just have a vague memory of it. I was just a little kid, little kid. But I came up and said, can I pray for mommy? And my dad, my dad, as he recounted this story, Rabbi, he said he went, what? what? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, like, and, and when he recounted the story, so he would say, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that? And I just apparently prayed just a you know, sweet, innocent prayer. Lord, touch mom's headache and heal her, God. Come to God as a child. You come to God as a child. I, I didn't know that that wasn't just what you were supposed to do. It just made sense to me as a little kid. It's only once we were an adult and have our modern sensibilities and, and have everything put together that we're like, well, we should start with the Advil. Well, you know, listen, maybe start with prayer. You know, sometimes God can use Advil, I'm sure, you know, but, but, but sometimes God just wants to heal. He just wants to touch. Okay, listen, this, this is the truth. You want to be prayed for by people who pray the prayer of faith? Man, I'm telling you, we got some people at Bethlehem who pray the prayer of faith, don't we, Bruce? We really do. It's unbelievable. Ask Godfrey or Edith to pray for you. Ask Terry or Sue to pray for you. Ask Richard or Inez to pray for you, the prayer of faith. Woo, man, it's powerful. It's powerful. And there are many, many others. We have so many members who are part of the prayer teams within the congregation, most of them you don't even know about, from the, from the toys to the, to, the, to the Caswells, to the Childries, to, to Carnell, to Marty. There, there are so many, and many, many others, my friends. Prayer matters. I think we have over 80 people, something like that, involved in the prayer ministry in the congregation. There are so many, thank you, those of you who are prayer warriors. That, that's so important. I know Sue agrees with me. She's, she's one of our leaders. I mean, there is no doubt. It is important. This is the foundation. People always see me up front here, especially with the virtual on YouTube. They see me doing my thing and say, oh, wow, wonderful message. Or, okay, whatever. They, you know, they, they, make their, they make their judgments or decisions. But I'm telling you, any success we have here at Bethel, it's, it's the Lord's credit and, and the foundation of it are our, our prayer ministry. They're the behind-the-scenes people who are moving mountains, my friends. I, I, I'm, I'm the one out in front, but, but I, I'm real confident that when we get to heaven, we look at the biggest mansions, it ain't going to be people who are on YouTube like me. It's going to be people who, who've been just on their faces before God. 
on a regular basis praying. I, I mean, I really believe that, y'all. I really believe that. I've, I've often thought that when you get to heaven, you see somebody with a, a gigantor mansion. You're like, who's that person? Is it some famous, you know, religious person? No, no, somebody you never heard of, but somebody who God knew about because they were with talking to God on a regular basis. Very, very powerful. I was speaking with Amber uh, just this week with Amber and, and with, with Betty, and they, they told me how much they know the prayers of the believers were making a difference in their recoveries. Many others have said the same thing. Don't underestimate the power of prayer and healing. Amen? Yaakov, James chapter 5. Prayer, prayer, my friends. Verse 16 says, So confess your offenses to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. Here we go. Listen to this. The effective prayer of a righteous person is very powerful. And then what did he go out to talk about? Elijah, oh wow, we've just read about this, was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Woo! He prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Wow! Yeah, we talked about that whole story with Elijah earlier. It's unbelievable, man. But we all, people have heard about, you know, the, the effect of the prayer of a righteous person is very powerful or availeth much, uh, other translations might say. But, but really, uh, it, and is it, the reference to that is talking about Elijah just as an example, if you will. Yaakov here is reminding us of Elijah and his prayers that we should pray for one another. There's a biblical principle here. It's very powerful. And, and uh, Jacob brings up Elijah as an example of the power, power of prayer because it is remarkable. We have to pray for each other as the word says. Did you hear me? We have to pray for each other as the word says. And that sure goes for the time and day we're living in right now. I know, I know that's right. We need to be praying for each other, even others. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even others that we don't agree with, even others that you may not agree with, even others that you have some consternation with. We need to be praying for each other, as the scripture says. Certainly with great division, we need to pray for, and there's great division in this country, we need to be praying for each other. If you are a Democrat... Try praying for President Trump. <laughs> Some of you just twitched. Some of you just, okay, come on now. But there's only a few days left in his administration, you might say. I know, but he's the president right now. Pray for President Trump. Pray for Mitch McConnell. If you're a Republican, pray for President-elect Biden. What about the fraud? Listen, fraud had its day in court didn't win the day. Feel free to campaign, speak up for your candidate in the next election. But in the meantime, man, this guy needs our prayers. This guy surely needs our prayers and, and, uh, and Harris. For that matter, pray for Nancy Pelosi. Some of you just twitched again. Uh, different people though, right? <laughs> Some of you just twitched. <laughs> okay, come on. Hey, we have to love one another. We gotta pray for each other. It doesn't mean that we have to agree with our current or future leaders, but we're supposed to pray for them. I had somebody send me a message this week, which I appreciated in its, in its honesty. And, and, and the message said, Rabbi, I really had not been praying 
<laughs> from President-elect Biden until your message last week. And although in many ways I didn't want to, but I knew that I should. <laughs> I thought, good for you. Good for you. I mean, listen, that's not easy. He needs your prayers. This is a divided country right now. We got to pray for each other. And, and by the way, the same goes the other way around. I think there are probably some of you who probably haven't prayed for President Trump in quite a long time. <laughs> okay, hey, we got to be praying for each other. See, listen to this, listen to this. See, when you pray for someone, it becomes easier to love them. Because guess what? God does. God does. Listen, God loves Donald Trump. God loves Joseph Biden. God loves, God loves people that you're communicating with on, on social media. God loves them. So we should too, my friends. That's not talking, that, that, that really shouldn't be political at all here. But, but, but when we pray for somebody, it's harder to, to have animus toward them because we're praying for them. It makes us better people, y'all. And this applies in other areas also. It goes for your personal relationships. Has somebody hurt your feelings? Pray for them. Is there a family relationship that is soured? Pray for that person. Has someone wronged you? Pray for that person. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. I get that it ain't easy, but it is needed. It relieves and gives peace to the one praying, <laughs> doesn't it? You know, it gives peace to the one praying when, when you pray for, for, for others like this. Yet it's another reason why prayer is important. Pray today. If you're gonna receive healing from your inner wounds, you need to pray today. Don't wait. When you pray, the Lord may speak to you. <laughs> when you pray, the Lord may speak to you and show you that you're not 100% pure either. Good. That allows you to clean your slate, right? All the more reason not to delay, but to pray today, okay? It's especially relevant, uh, even in our country right now. Second Chronicles chapter 7. You all know this verse. You all pray this verse. I know, I know, Donna, you pray this verse. And so many people in America are praying this verse. We need to be praying this verse. I know it's, it can be almost cliche, but friends, it's not. It's right out of the Word of God, and it's a lesson. It's to the nature of God and, and applies to us as a country right now. Second Chronicles chapter seven, starting in verse 14, when King Solomon was dedicating the temple, God was pleased. And what did God say? He said this, when my people over whom my name is called humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. Now, yes, God was talking about Israel and the temple. However, the principle here reveals the nature of God. If my people humble themselves and pray, turn from their evil ways, then God says he will forgive them and heal their land. His ears are attentive to their prayers. Friends, we need to pray to God. We need to turn to God. That's the definition of the, of the Hebrew word repentance. Teshuvah really is to, to turn, right? And yes, we're certainly in the end times, and we are in the end times, no doubt, but that doesn't mean that we as believers should just be resolved 
that America's going down the tubes, there's no hope for today. On the contrary, there can be revival, there can be healing, but we all have to humble ourselves and pray, right? Prayer for us to turn away from evil. God is open to that. Time after time in scripture, we read about how God's mercy is shown when man and woman humble themselves and repent and pray. God, God is attentive to that. He's sympathetic to that. He's merciful when it comes to that. And clearly, this is never more important than now. If you haven't prayed much before, everything you see in the world should certainly reveal to you the urgency of praying, right? So if you haven't been praying up till now, my gosh, what, I mean, what do you need? You've had a neon sign that's in the world in the last few years here. We need to be praying more than ever. Prayer is so important. Prayer for yourself, prayer for others, prayer for our nation. But there's an additional key part of prayer that's not talked about as often because prayer is communication with God. Okay, let me see if I can put it another way. Prayer is communing with God. It's communing with God. If you were to have a friend or a mentor and you never spent any time with them, it would be a pretty shallow relationship. Sometimes you just need to soak in the presence of God. People don't think about that as prayer. And, and it's not prayer in the, in the traditional sense of the word. People think of prayer and they think of, okay, I clasp my hands, I kneel by my bed. Or that, that is prayer, but that's, that's far from the only way you can pray. Part of prayer is also soaking in the presence of the Almighty. Psalm chapter 16, verse 11 says, you make known to me the path of life. Abundance of joys are in your presence eternal pleasures at your right hand. Ooh, mm, yes, yes, that's right, Steve, I agree. Friends, when you are focused on God and in his presence, this too is a type of prayer. It's communing with God. A lot of people miss this. Young people, hear me. If you're, if you're watching this, we have some young people who are some worship warriors some, some, some worshipers of God uh, who are just uh, who love to worship the Lord. But, but, but this is very important. Young people, preteens, college age, teenagers, listen, it's important to spend time worshiping the Lord, just being in his presence. That's communing with your heavenly Abba, with your heavenly Father. That's a type of wor worship, is a type of prayer. That's a type of prayer just soaking in the presence of God, communing with him. You know that beautiful uh, Paul Wilbur song, in your presence, that's where I belong. That's where I am strong is in your presence, oh God. When you worship God, it takes it away from being simply like a laundry list of requests to a place of depth where you can be, where you can just be with God. You know how so many people, uh, for them, prayer time, to the extent that they have any prayer time, is simply a laundry list. It's like, okay, let me take out my phone and just say, okay, one, one, God, I want to pray for this. Two, God, I want to pray for this. Three, God, pray for this. Four, God, pray for this. Thank you, amen. Listen, uh, I'm not against uh, lists. I, I, lists are great. But, but, but that should not be, your prayer life should grow beyond just that. 
Okay, so that sometimes you're just spending time with God, just being in his presence, communing with him. There's something beautiful to that. There's a joy that you can't even explain. In fact, the psalmist says it's abundance of joys are in his presence. That way prayer is is more of that kind of communing, that two-way relationship, that two-way communication. And the more you do this, the more you do this, the more you get to know and understand really the nature of God. You get to, to feel his presence. When you're enveloped, you know that worship today was, was, was perfect in that regard. When you guys saying, you know, there is none in, in heaven but you, there's none I desire beside you, right? When you guys were singing that, Bob, and, and, and just, just worshiping the Lord, man, I was just in, in that pew. There's almost nobody here, you know? I was, I was in that pew, masked up, just in my own world with God. Closed my, there's no one, no one I desire beside you, Lord. And when you're in the presence of God, Oh, it's just so joyful and it's beautiful. And, 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 and you get to learn about the nature of God. And, and sometimes he can speak to you, right? You have to cultivate this. You need to start today, though, to try it today. Some of you might need to, to after this message, go back in the YouTube video a little bit, rewind. <laughs> rewind the, I know it's not rewound that way, y'all, okay? Listen, young people, I'm not that out of it, okay? <laughs> Some of you remember cassette tapes and that was before my time. Uh, in any case, you need to rewind and just soak in the worship of the Lord and just, and just be in his presence. It's beautiful. And something that's related to that is what is in Psalm chapter 46, verse 11 which says this, be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. Woo! Sometimes we just need to stop. Sometimes we just need to stop. Stop our own thoughts. Stop our own opinions. Stop and just be still and listen. Know that I am God. Just like what I was talking about earlier, if you have a friend or a mentor, and you never listened, what good would that be? <laughs> I mean, can, can, can you imagine here? Can you imagine if, if, if you had a, a, a friend or, or, or a mentor, and, uh, and, and you go to the mentor and you say, wow, I'm so glad that you're willing to be my mentor. It really, it's so special. I'm, I'm so thankful that you've chosen to mentor me. I want you to teach me everything. You're my mentor. And let me just say that it is, it is so meaningful to me that, that you are going to be my mentor. Okay, I'll see you later. Bye, I'll talk to you later. And you walk away, and, and the mentor's like, but hold on. I, if you want me to be your mentor, don't you want to hear a little something from me? <laughs> right? Like, well, what, what do you mean? Well, that's the way a lot of people are. They say, God, I, I want you to lead my life. I want you to direct me. I want you to guide me. God, hear my requests, Lord. Amen. And that's it. The prayer is over. And God's like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Oh, there they're gone. <laughs> what, good is a, what good is a mentor if you're never listening? If you never listen to the mentor? No, friends, we have to listen to our, our, our spiritual mentor and teacher and, and father and God, right? <laughs> this is the Lord. This is very important. And it's, it's critical, I share with people, not just to talk when they pray, but also to stop and listen. Sometimes the Ruach Elohim will give you an impression in your spirits, an impression in your spirit. 
guidance, direction. Sometimes when you, when, when you pray, sometimes you'll pray for something. I know this has happened to me. Now, is that sometimes I'll pray, and then I'll just be quiet for a minute, and sometimes the Lord will impress on me, I love you, Kev. No. That's right. When that happens, I'm like, oh boy. And and, and sometimes, you know, your flesh wants to say, okay, let me pray this through. Let me pray a little harder here. Let me pray a little harder. God, perhaps I wasn't making myself very clear here exactly what I was praying for. But it was, no, no, the Lord, the Lord. But hey, listen, eventually you got to learn to receive what the Lord has for you. Sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's wait. Sometimes he he just wants to just. Sometimes God just wants to love on you. This happens, my friend. Sometimes God just wants to love on you. What am I talking about? I'm talking about when you be still and know that I am God. The psalmist says, right? Be still. It's so hard for us to be still. Why? Because we got fifty things going on. People who are watching me right now, there's a significant percentage of you. That, that already in my message have, ha- have had your, your phone out, either looking at messages or looking on the internet while you've been watching me. It's hard to be still. Be still and know that I'm God. It's difficult. It's, but, but sometimes God just wants you to pray, but then to be quiet and listen and just close your eyes and just try to listen. It's hard to kind of turn your mind off, right? But just listen. Sometimes the Lord is, just wants to tell you, my son, my daughter, I love you. I love you. I hear you. See, that can make all the difference in the world in your life. If you know that the creator of the universe hears your prayers and cares for you, it can change everything. It can change your whole attitude. Feeling down or depressed or hurt about something, rejected by others. God loves you. Man, sometimes he just wants to give you his love. At the same time, sometimes when you're quiet, uh, oftentimes a more reliable communique from God is when he impresses a certain part of his word into your spirit when you're listening to him. I'm talking about, so, so maybe you're praying and you're asking for guidance about a situation. The Lord impresses on your spirit a scripture verse or a passage or a story from the scripture. And this, this is, has a higher degree of reliability even than just what we think in our own heads when we're listening to God. Why? Because I know this is right. 100% of the time, this is right. But sometimes it's so easy for us to hear what we want to hear. But when we hear God refers to something in his word, we can have even greater confidence that we are hearing from him. So try to stop and listen sometimes. Try to stop and listen sometimes. The Lord may, may speak to you a verse from, from the scripture that will just touch you and change you and confirm things to you. Maybe even if you're quiet, you'll listen. There are some of you who are watching or listening right now that are still and have been up to this point not sure that Yeshua is even the Messiah. Sometimes if you pray to God and are silent, you will feel. And, and what is it? It's not like God's going to say, hey, buddy, <laughs> Yeshua is the Messiah. It's not necessarily, or, or here's the answer to your prayer. It's not that God's going to audibly speak. But it's going to be something, my friends, that sometimes you pray and you're saying, Lord God, show me, reveal to me your truth. 
And then you're just silent, just meditating upon the Lord. And sometimes the Lord will just impress upon you, yes, and give you a peace, a shalom about something. Or about Yeshua, yes, Yeshua is the Messiah. Oof. Oof. Or about a situation, you know, whatever it is that you're praying about. You, you, you guys know that. Wow, sometimes it's just so liberating. It's so liberating. Be still and know. Mm. So, my friends, for reason after reason after reason, and there are other many, many other reasons, in fact, that I didn't even touch on, prayer is of such importance, and not to delay it, not to delay it. But if I asked you, do you need to improve your prayer life? If I asked you that question, and, 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 and you were thinking about it and honest about it, probably 90% of you would probably say, yes, Rabbi, I need to improve my prayer life. Probably 90% of you watching and listening right now would, would say that if you were honest about it, probably 90. But also, 90% of you are likely to do nothing about it. <laughs> Most of you are likely to do nothing about it, even after this pretty amazing message. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's the Lord. Uh, you can't be hearers of the word only and so deceive yourselves. You must be doers of the word, which is exactly what Mark prayed right before he brought me up. In other words, you can't just know that you need to spend more time in prayer. You have to prioritize and actually spend more time in prayer. Now, look around. For so many reasons, the time is urgent. The time is now. The title of my message is Pray Today. <laughs> Let's bow our heads. I want to take a few minutes. I asked the musicians, I, I told them, listen, we're going to spend just a little bit of time in prayer and, and just a little time just in worship, really. And really going along with what was in the book of Psalms, just there's joy in the presence of our God. That's what the scripture says. There's joy in the presence of our God. We're going to take just a couple minutes. Don't click that button yet. Don't turn that dial. <laughs> no, I want us to spend just a few minutes before we get back to the, to the week. It's Shabbat. Even if you're watching this a day other than Shabbat, listen, you're, you're spending some time with God right now. Take just a few minutes, and here's what I'd like for everybody to do who's watching and listening. This, the musicians are going to be uh, ministering a song of worship unto the Lord about being in the presence of God. And as they do, I don't even need you to sing the song. Let them do the singing. But I just want you to kind of soak in the presence of God. Even close your eyes maybe as you're listening and, and just listen and, and, and acknowledge that, God, I want to be in your presence and ask if the Lord would like to speak to you in any way. If he wants to make an impression upon you, speak to you. And then as you do, just be quiet and listen as the psalmist is singing and see if the Lord doesn't speak to you in some way. It may be about your spouse. It may be about your job. It may be about your children. It may be about a situation. It may just be about yourself. It may be about your personal state. Uh, it could be about anything. But just if the Lord wants to share anything with you in your heart, it may just be that He loves you. 
just see if, if the Lord makes some kind of impression. It won't be, don't look for something loud. It could be a still small voice, something subtle. But say, Lord, speak to me. I want to hear what you have to say. And see if the Lord speaks to you as we spend some time in his presence. In your presence, that's where I am strong. In your presence, oh Lord, my God, in your presence, that's where I belong. Seeking your faith. Touching your grace in the cleft of the rock in your presence, oh God. I want to go.
watching or listening to this and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, I want you to repeat this prayer after me and the Lord will touch you and change you. Say, Dear God, I humble myself before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins, O oh God. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, O oh Lord God, for this in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you uh, and the Lord's goodness. Uh, and, and I pray that you're touched and that the Lord continues to touch you in your life uh, this Shabbat and throughout the week. May God bless you. Mark, come on back up and close us in our service. It's been a blessing to share Shabbat with you. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah, or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Light, light, light.